Is there a sibling rivalry with the cat? I think so now. Who is more beloved by your parents? Is that a real question? The <laughs> no, cat. I, the cat. <laughs> <laughs> it's the cat. <laughs> I know your mom listens, so I'm so happy. I can't wait for the email you're going to get. She just figured out the pod, so. Can you give her a shout out? I just did. What's her name? No. No. <laughs> this is security. You cannot <laughs> get her to crack. About? I'm telling you right now. We're going to get there. Um, well, hi, mom. Um, hi, mom. If, if you're listening. Hi, everybody. Welcome to The Human Element, Kara's podcast about finding human insight in modern marketing. I am so excited. We've made it to the end, my friends. I'm joined by our esteemed and previously somewhat lost friend, Chelsea. Hi, everyone. Who, who was gone for several weeks, but now has returned. And Jason, our magician of a producer. Hey there. So this is officially what they would used to do in the old days when they would take for the 24th episode of a television show, they would take the previous 23 and just clip together a bunch of stuff and uh, not spend any money. This is the year in review, or in our case, the couple months of pods review. So we're going to walk you through kind of what we thought, what stuck out to us, and then probably do a little bit of holiday nonsense at the end. This will be our last pod of the year. And then we will go into a little bit of a holiday sabbatical, but we will be back in force, and we'll talk about that more at the end. So, where should we start? I'm going to ask a question. Best moment. Jason, you go first. I got like a list of notes over here. You have a a list of (laughs) notes? She made notes. She actually listened to a bunch of podcasts this afternoon, re-listened. So you got the questions ahead of time, I see. No, I didn't get those questions. That's why I Uh have to look for my notes. No, no, nobody got these questions. Okay. Best moment. I think the best moment for me was halfway through the first recording when I realized we could actually do this the way we wanted to do this. It takes like 15 minutes for most things to warm up, but especially like a new series, you don't know where it's going to warm up. And 15 minutes in with our first panel, when people started to relax and get it and conversation Mm. happened in a real way, that was the best moment when I realized we could do this thing. That's a great answer, which I feel like I say on every podcast. I like that answer. Chelsea, did you read your notes? (laughs) Shit, man. (laughs) I have a few, but I really like the self bleeping. I think it should be brought in more often. That was episode four. Wait, hold on. Let me four. look at my notes. That was our friend Diego, right? Yes, Diego. Yes. Yeah. He was hilarious, by the way. Mm-hmm. I like Diego. Yeah. Uh, if I answer my own question, uh, my favorite moment was the Cadillac chain. That was the moment when I really wished we had a visual element to our audio <laughs> delivery. It's a hell of a chain. Because uh, it is a hell of a chain. Yeah. Uh, that and the, uh, the Ari Melbourne news. I was really happy with that moment. We I know. You br- lit up. Wow. We got to break a little news. I love it. Most useful insight. Was there anything that stuck out? You know, I think everyone had something really interesting to say, but nice. I think that, you know, maybe Shocking. just because I, <laughs> yeah, kinda, I was paid to say that. I think just because I'm an events person in general, when I was listening to Neil's podcast, getting a seat at the table is really important, whether you're thinking about that in events, whether you're thinking about that in any other aspect of the industry or wherever you're at in life. So I kind of like that, and it kind of stuck with me throughout Mm. just me thinking about my own career. So, yeah. So I enjoyed Chore and Cherish this season. What kind of consumer are you? Are you a Chore and Cherish consumer? (sighs) That's a great question. I think I'm a a 50-50 split. Ultimately, I just don't want to care and I don't want to spend any time on it. And both chore and cherish mentalities let you avoid spending time on things. That's correct. So it's just like, I like Irish Spring, fucking I'm buying Irish Spring. Or 
I don't give a shit about any light bulbs. Give me the cheapest one. Whatever gets me there fastest, my heart or my brain. Yeah, I, I think that's right. Although it's it's not exactly a straight line for me between heavily commoditized product and chore and cherish. You know, like scotch tape, right? It's a holiday season. I've just recently purchased some scotch tape. Sure. Buying off-brand scotch tape is a disaster. So I would never buy tape other than scotch tape. Mm-hmm. So, again, heavily commodified. You know, it's tape, for God's sake. Sure. But cherish the selection of 3M scotch tape officially because the other alternative is awful. Did you ever weigh in on your chore and cherish mix? I don't think I did. In the yeah. moment. I, I, I don't think I did. The that was back are, when I was trying to be more subtle. Yeah, well, stop. <laughs> <laughs> the listeners are dying to know. <laughs> yeah, so all, all 95 of them. My favorite insight, so that we're sticking along with this conversation, it is so true and it almost sounds cliche and we say it all the time and yet, Never are more useful words spoken, especially to remind those of us who work in the marketing services industry, and that is that you know the best of marketing services is about client leadership. And in that leadership brings value and trust and attachment and relationship and warmth and reliance. And you know that's the best of what our industry can offer when we're doing it well. I've been surprised how many people we have spoken with who seem to uh, genuinely feel close to that mission as well. Mm. I was expecting more skepticism, I think, with the amount of heart that you were both nominally and in practice leading with in these discussions, how much that was actually reflected by the people we were speaking with. Am I overly, or do I expect overly cynical things from this industry? Um, I, I think one of the ironies about this industry is that it is a deeply cynical place filled with genuine people. That's been my personal experience over the course of, you know, 27 years, is people are protected by humor, are protected by a level of cynicism, because there is an inherent you know, element of that. There's a lot of nonsense when you have your sixth conversation about the size of the logo. Good Lord, you, know, you are quite literally nowhere near curing cancer. And yet it is a, a business where ideas and the magic of creativity and the power and importance of collaboration and relationships matter so much that there's a real authenticity to all that. You can't fake ideas. You can't fake connection and, 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 and the magic of collaboration. And so as a result, that's real. Mm. When you guys think about next year, as we kind of charge headlong into this, where do you think we'll go? We've got seven of these things that we're going to do in 48 hours of CES. Yeah, I know exactly where we'll go. <laughs> yeah. I've been planning Las them Vegas. all. So who, who's, who's on the list? Yeah, you really want me to go through this list no, right You don't now? have to go through every one of them. I've got Just them plug our down. content. Facebook, Spotify. Facebook, they're having a few moments. Yeah. Uh, we've got Oath or Verizon Media Services. Yeah. This should be an interesting conversation. Google. They have a lot of stuff going on there. Google, obviously, is always uh, interesting. And then we have iHeartMedia. Yeah. Um, and they, you know, they always have interesting stuff to say, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. And then a wrap-up like this one. I know. And the wrap-up at CES will be good because we will have seen a whole bunch of crazy stuff like flying telephones or, you know, whatever yeah. else. This is finally the year. <laughs> it is. Flying telephones. It is absolutely a circus. Is this the year where Internet of Things finally happens? Well, look, I, I, I think the answer is it's really, really happening. It's just, you know, it's not super exciting to talk about rail cars that are fitted with, you know, sensors that allow it to predict, you know, likelihood of derailment or speed and pace of delivery. Or, I mean, there, there's a lot of reality to IoT. It's just That's true. telling those stories. You got to, I'll be honest with you, they could use a little marketing in telling those okay. stories, in my opinion. Not that I'm an expert. What, other, what are you expecting, Jason, on the floor? I'm expecting some sort of 
reaction to what has been a rather reactionary year toward tech and mm. its ability to safely use big data in meaningful ways and create algorithms and the intelligence that can use algorithms that will safely and fairly put that data to use. And I think after a whole year of that entire part of the industry taking a hammering, I'm expecting some sort of acknowledgement of that, whether it's a direct blowback or a sort of mea culpa or acceptance and move on or something, but I expect there to be a lot of reckoning with the big data we've been championing for the better part of a decade. Um, this is the second time I've said that. That is a great answer. I, I think you're right. I, I, I don't know. I'll be interested to see which way they play it, mm -hmm. right? So there's kind of three possible ways. One is what you said, which is, all right, there's a reckoning. There's a proactive discussion. You know, some of it's mea culpa, some of it's here is how we channel it positively, you know, here's how we're going to change, you know, some of it could be, you know, here's a bill of rights, you know, like that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. The second thing could be it's pretend like it didn't happen or, hey, this is just a cost of entry or, you know, that's just the way it is. The third, uh, which to me would be even more disturbing than than the, uh, let's this just the way it is, is almost hiding behind other news of the day. There's going to be 50 mini crises between literally this minute and, you know, January 7th, mm. all of which will stretch beyond all belief our ability to comprehend or even consume an additional set of stuff. And if those crises don't have to deal with this field, then they'll just kind of tiptoe right past and mm. not even make any comment. And I, I don't know which of those is going to happen. Do we have anything else we want to say on this? You may change gears. So since this is the year-end holiday pod, I thought it might be fun for us to do a couple holiday highlights, memories, traditions. So I'm going to roll through a couple questions. Are you guys okay with that? Sure. Sounds wonderful. So favorite holiday film? White Christmas, no doubt. Easy. You took mine. That is 100% my mm -hmm. favorite. I love it. I watch it five or six times. Really I'll watch it in up. July. It's absolutely magnificent. Music holds up. The jokes hold up. Whole jokes thing. are fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I, I still get misty every time the general walks into that filled room. Yep. Oh, the emotions God. hold up. It's fantastic. Uh, Charlie Brown and the Wizard of Oz, because <laughs> it's only on when Christmas comes around. That was a crossover movie I'm yeah. unaware of. <laughs> I wish. That would be brilliant. Favorite holiday cartoon? You've just answered this, so you would say mm. Chelsea, Charlie Brown? Yeah. There's a... Um, this includes, like... The clay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The classic Christmas yes. clay stuff. Uh, uh, Banket, or Rankin and Bass, or whatever. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah whatever yeah. that is. There's a Rankin and Bass... One of the weirder ones, and I think probably one of the less esteemed ones, happens to be my favorite. It's like the adventures of... I, mean, I don't even think it's Santa Claus. It's some other... Some other but it's got this, Norse like, legend. He's born amongst these like fey people in the middle of the woods, or they take him in as an orphan and show oh, yeah, him yeah, magical is, powers. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, absolutely. The life and times of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. is... Um, uh, uh, there's a, a Morlock, or there's like yeah, a wizard in a there who has one trick left at the end. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a weird one for sure. That's with uh, Burgermeister Meisterburger. Hi, everybody. Jason here, checking in from the edit bay with a little bit of fact checking. At this point in the conversation, Robert and I devote a great deal of time to describing a movie that does not exist and seems to be a mashup of the 1970 Rankin Bass movie Santa Claus is Coming to Town and the 1985 Rankin Bass movie The Life and Adventures of Santa Claus. The former has the Burgermeister of Meisterburger, the latter steeped in deep pagan fantasy. Do you like eggnog? Yeah. Really? 
Yeah, I am too. I the only one here? But I like eggnog. Oh, okay. Me too. Oh, I actually God. like it no? unspiked more yeah. than spiked even. Yeah, I don't like it spiked. I just find it atrocious. I get that. I like it. Nutmeg. So what? It's a good thing. The Let whole damn scotch. thing. Mm. Holiday drink. So unfortunately, they carry it all year round, but there used to be uh, Duval, which is a, a, a Belgian beer mm-hmm. made a triple hop. Um, it was like a Christmas special. They'd come out, and literally it was sold out by Thanksgiving. Now they carry it year-round, so they've kind of ruined it. But that is a fantastic Belgian beer. Favorite family tradition at the holidays? We, uh, we do Department 56 villages in our household. What are those? Small. Like a, a winter village. Yeah. You build out a winter village. Oh, yeah, we build out a winter okay. village with, uh, with figurines, and they yeah. all light the up. Whole nine. Uh, we set them up after Thanksgiving. They stay there through Christmas. Uh, I had some new landscaping advancements this time. I should really just send pictures to the whole feed, because <laughs> I outdid myself, frankly. Did you really? I really did. There's like a, now there's a Santa's landing spot going right through the center of town. Sort of like uh, Back to the Future. It is a bit like that, yeah. <laughs> I think a lot about the urban planning when I lay out these villages. I love that. My mom has uh, Dickens Village stuff. She yeah. got, uh, she must have, I don't know, 30 of them. Mm-hmm. And they definitely remind me of, of growing up for sure. Chelsea? So we cook a Polish fish every Christmas Eve morning. Now, for I those of us you. in the studio <laughs> audience. It's a, secret. You, it's a recipe from the family. Okay, but I don't even know what a Polish fish is. It's haddock. Okay, so it's haddock, but it's been polarized. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, maybe. Do you like it? Yes. I mean, I hope I do. I kept the tradition. Okay, all right. So you you are cooking the haddock this year. Yeah, I am. Can't tell you anymore. And whose side of the family does that come from? (laughs) My dad's. Do you have a mom tradition that you carry Yeah, fudge. Really? Handmade, homemade fudge. Ooh. Yeah, it takes forever. That that sounds good. Goes well with eggnog. Yeah, everything goes good with eggnog. I'm, I'm not so sure about haddock. <laughs> uh, nothing goes really good with <laughs> Holy Lord, that sounds awful. <laughs> What's yours? If I had to pick one, so my dad, he was the keeper of the, the Christmas flame. He instilled with us, I guess the two biggest things are, one, we open gifts one at a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it goes in a rotation around the room, and there's a designated gift selector, and that person hands the gift to the person, that person opens the gift, and every gift has a clue. And so that one person has to read the clue and attempt to make a guess of what's uh, in the box. And so as a result, when we get together, which we don't do anywhere near as much as I wish we did, but when we get together and there's you know sort of seven or eight or nine of us, it takes forever, but I love that part of it. All right, last one. Are you Ready. Ready. Thing you would change about the holiday season if you could? I'd put it further from CES. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> N- never have truer words be. I, it really doesn't help dry Jan, I can tell you that. No. no. <laughs> so that's it for us. Thank you so much for listening these past couple months. We're so glad you found us. Please tell a friend. Remember, you can find us anywhere you find any of your pods. And more than anything else, we hope you get some time to spend with your friends and family over this holiday season. It's been a bananas year, especially for those of you that live in the United States. And uh, I'm sure we will need your intestinal fortitude as we head into 2019. Thanks so much for being with us. We'll see you real soon.